Welcome to OsteoCast, where we talk all things osteopathy, functional anatomy, and movement. With your hosts, myself, Colby Brokel, Amanda Boysen, and Sarah Pucal. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to OsteoCast. Your hosts here, Colby, Amanda, and Sarah. Good morning. Hello. So today we are coming at you with a book review. We read, or currently we are reading, Mindset by Carol Dweck. And it is an interesting read for sure. I would highly recommend it to everybody. Uh, We personally found you can get the uh, main point of the book in the first few chapters. Uh, but it is an interesting read, especially if you go to specific chapters that are more suitable to your lifestyle. So the different chapters, there's a chapter for business mindset, sports mindset, education mindset, so schooling. But we have two mindsets, growth versus fixed. So the fixed mindset, oftentimes if there's a challenge, you see it as a failure. If you don't rise to that challenge, you have a lot of self-doubt, you're critical, very kind of black and white how you see life. Whereas the growth mindset, it provides opportunity, any new challenge is a learning moment in your life and bigger the challenge, the more you're able to stretch yourself, grow into that challenge and really advance yourself in that way. So I found those two mindsets really interesting. And as you read through the book, um, you can kind of see how you might fit into different parts. And for me personally, I found I was a little bit of a mix of growth and fixed, just depending uh, different aspects of my life. And I know some people might say they're more growth mindset, they're able to take on every challenge, whereas other people uh, might be more fixed. So they don't really like change. They don't want a challenge or if they only want a challenge, they know they can complete. What were your guys' first uh, reviews of the book or kind of chapter one, let's say, or main premise of the book in your opinion? Yeah. So, um, Going through the book, it really repeats the same kind of principle over and over, which is what Sarah already mentioned, the the fixed versus growth mindset. And they talk about it in a handful of different uh, scenarios with some detail. And and really, uh, I, I personally didn't uh, I personally didn't enjoy the book all that much. It uh, just because it was repetitive in nature, it was one of those things where um, I like to be efficient and don't like to waste time. And it's something that I probably could have gotten the principles out of the book in like a half hour, but it was instead it was hours of reading. Um, and as Sarah mentioned in terms of uh, fixed and growth mindset, like it's, it's about, I don't know, being stubborn or looking to, to grow and looking to become, you know, better at whatever you're doing, whatever you're thinking about. And um, I 100% have fixed mindsets at certain points in life and then growth mindsets in other part of life. And it's not always different topics, but just at different times based on what's going on. And it's important to, I guess, understand and see that you have, especially when you have the fixed mindset, when you're stuck in a situation like that, like it's important to self-reflect and, and realize, Hey, like this isn't, this isn't beneficial to me. It's not beneficial to others. It's not beneficial to whatever else you're trying to do in life. So making sure that you reflect upon oneself and, and try and push to be in a growth mindset or just looking to become a better version of yourself, right? Yeah, exactly. I definitely saw a lot of parallels in my life with some of the examples that she gave throughout the book. 
Um, but I mean, it's a lifetime of work for her, right? Like she's a PhD and she's obviously been studying this for years and years and years and years. So they're then putting all of these, all of these research studies in, into one place and, and basically proving it time and time again, right? Throughout the book. So it is interesting to read the different examples because if you're, um, depending on what kind of lifestyle or um, upbringing that you have, you you might relate to this in different ways or find a different example or where you're at in your career as well um, that really relates to your life. But um, one of the big quotes that I had from the book that I just, just was kind of like an aha moment for me was that from the point of view of a fixed mindset, effort is only for people with deficiencies. Um, and I never just, I just never thought of it that way. Um, like to me, I always worked hard growing up. Um, I played ringette. We always worked hard to get better at a skill set or um, play the game better or do those things. But I never thought of it as something with someone with deficiencies. But that for me made me realize that when I am in that fixed mindset, like that's the piece that can now help me get out of it. I'm like, oh, I'm not deficient in this. I just don't know enough about it yet. Or, you know, maybe it just helps me frame my position at the time so that I then can think about it in a different a different way and uh, move forward from that. So effort doesn't reduce you is, was a big takeaway for me. Definitely well, yeah, not. When they were talking about education, they talked about like intelligence versus effort and rewarding effort opposed to, you know, supremacy or intelligence. So I think that at any point in time, effort involved in whatever you're doing is important and um, the thought process that being rewarded from a young age moving forward on effort opposed to, you know, a good grade, it's actually on how hard you work to get the grade and how that changes people's mindset and how they work uh, on a day-to-day basis. And they're looking to constantly improve themselves opposed to not. And the research behind that is kind of interesting that you get to see that they've put that into action and, and realize that simply praising someone on effort versus on the result changes how they actually like how they process things and how they go through problem solving, etc. So that was a kind of a, a neat point to tack on to that. Yeah, yeah, there definitely is different aspects within the book that someone everyone's going to take a little different piece from it to apply to their life. I've really liked the line where she said the naturals don't learn this off the hop. So if you're naturally smart or you're naturally good at sports, you often don't learn the effort portion that's needed to continue mastering that um, education, that sport you have. So oftentimes people that are more challenged from a younger age end up learning this ability to learn and to grow a lot quicker than those that where things kind of come naturally easy for them. Uh, you know, and there is a point in life where things don't become so easy anymore. Um, we will reach that point eventually. So I just thought it was interesting that the naturals aren't, maybe they're ahead at life in, be- in the beginning, but it doesn't always lead to success if they don't get out of that fixed mindset. Well, and just thinking about this, like relating back to patient care too, right? It's when you have conversations with people um, and they can't, they maybe aren't in a place where they're they're open to having those conversations. It's just a way to relate that back and say, oh, okay, I can understand where this person's coming from. And, and based on the interaction I've had with them, this maybe isn't um, a good time to have that conversation or um, 
or we need to maybe open their open up their eyes a little bit about you know how they can change something small in their their habits and it can make a big difference in in where they're going right they're they're not um, defined by a medical diagnosis or something they've been told but we're trying to make sure that they're you know moving well doing well so their body can can continue to get better yeah instead of being like like telling your patients or rewarding your patients be like you're a great patient or um, you're getting better so fast instead of using like the fixed component of, of uh, reward and effort on it is that you give something that's based on the effort. Like, oh, you've been doing great doing your, uh, you know, stretches at home or, you know, you've been doing awesome getting out for your walks and, and drinking more water or whatever else you've talked about in the treatment process. And, mm-hmm. and again, rewarding or appraising on the process of things opposed to the result of things, right? Yeah. And it's just like what we do, like in, in treatment, we do that the process is the important part. The result is just the end. And that's what it's all yeah. about. So it's important on focusing on that. And it's just like we talk about all the time in the podcast, like it, as a practitioner working with a patient or as a practitioner on your own, the goal is always to become a better version of yourself. Like the goal is always to learn a little bit more or to understand a little bit more or to be able to communicate a little better. Like it's always about improving a, upon yourself and if you get stuck in a mindset that you're already the best and it doesn't matter, then that's not going to go anywhere. And if you don't actively pursue getting better or growth or whatever uh, word you want to use for it, then obviously things are going to stagnate and you get stuck in a fixed mindset. So I think with that point, one thing that I was thinking about previously was that the fixed mindset does isn't necessarily completely separated from the growth mindset, but sometimes there's just a stagnation of the growth mindset as well. Yeah, that's Very a good true. way to put it. Really good way. I'm just thinking of kind of initial appointments when clients come in for treatment and they kind of tell you what was done in the past by other practitioners and that it worked really well. So they want you to mimic that treatment and um, it just reminds me kind of that fixed mindset and educating the client to have a more open mindset and, you know, that isn't how osteopathy works. We're not going to just replicate treatments you've had in the past and flip a coin and hope it works. Like that's not how we're going to get to the final process of you feeling better and get you through that healing journey as quickly as possible. Exactly. We, um, I had a board meeting last night and we listened to a conscious leadership presentation given by one of our board members. Um, and they talked about there being a line Um, And that if you're above the line, you're open to growth and creativity and new ideas and, um, and different, different opportunities. But if you're below the line, you're negative, you think everything is your fault. um, And you're fixed where you are, there's no room for opportunity or growth or anything like that. And it reminds me a lot of this book. But one of the major takeaways from that presentation for me is that we are 98% of the time we are hardwired to be below that line. Um, And so it's about making sure that we recognize where we're at and use that as a form of communication um, to be able to get ourselves back above the line um, to open ourselves up to more opportunity. And when I read this book and I think about those presentations, I feel like they just go, go hand in hand. Interesting. And it was called the conscious presentation. So just digging into kind of the subconscious level. No, it's called, it's called conscious leadership. It's a program or a, um, 
like they do a whole bunch of leadership stuff, but it was just, just really reminded me of the book and talking about like getting yourself into that growth mindset. It's the same thing, getting yourself above the line and giving yourself the opportunity to see, see things in a different light. Um, but if you are in the, in the underside of, or the, uh, the fixed mindset, how can you get yourself out of that fixed mindset, um, and into a growth mindset setting, or how can you get yourself from below the line to above the line? Just a parallel. Yeah, definitely. And I do have to say with the growth mindset, I definitely find you have to embody that through um, probably any education you go through that's post-secondary specific. So whether, you know, that's osteopathy or any other type of uh, healthcare practitioner, you have to open up your mindset and let go of those failures because you're going to have failures through the education process. And there's going to be some really challenging times and being able to look at those as a challenge and see how you can grow from those moments and grow from those situations is really the only way you're going to succeed in life and get past that hurdle or as Mana just mentioned, get over that line to be able to keep moving forwards. So it's very, the book or the mindset in general is very applicable to every aspect of our life and just more how you embody it and how we take that mindset on through every different daily task we do. Absolutely. Exactly. So important. Any final words, team? No, I think that pretty well sums it up. Yeah, I think that covers it. If you've read uh, the book Mindset before, if you have any uh, comments to make on the book, let us know how you found it, what your favorite parts of the book were, um, any opinions on it. We'd love to hear it. You know where to find us on Instagram at osteocast underscore. And let us know know if you guys liked this kind of a book club in general. And then uh, specifically, if you like get us getting away from the, uh, the osteopathic lens a little bit and reading some other texts or other books and relating it back to osteopathy. So give us some feedback on that so we know uh, which direction you guys would like to see us take the book club in the future. Yes, that would be great. All right. Thanks for listening and we will see you next week. Have a good day. Thanks, everybody. Have a good one.